When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oilers and Capitals tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show. Game starts at 7. Hear it all on 6.30 Chad. Oilers games on the road both Saturday and Sunday will have for you. No Eskimos game this weekend, but remember the big one is Friday. Winnipeg and Calgary. Eskimos need a Stampeders victory for their playoff hopes to be alive going into their finale against the Bombers next weekend. Uh, By the way, still tickets available, a few of them, for the Oilers-Capitals game tomorrow. Limited tickets available at edmontonoilers.com. All right. Uh, lots of text to 6.30, 6.30 today. Appreciate that. Mark the Tile Guy says, The question is, how concerned should we be that both Talbot and Koskinen are on the last year of their deals, and yet they've uh, and yet while they've played decent, neither have been world beaters. What options could be out there should neither of these guys step up? In regards to last night's game, if uh, we were to lose that game, I'm totally okay losing it with Crosby undressing two guys. Great game, and 3-3-1 and one is a lot better than how it could be based on this nonsense schedule. Thanks, guys. That is from Mark the Tile Guy. Uh, well, good question about the goaltending. Uh, I think, Mark, you are getting a little ahead of yourself, but it's a fair point because, well, look, I... If you've heard me at all, I mean, how much faith can I have in Koskinen after the preseason and him not being in the NHL for the last, whatever, seven, eight years or however long it's been? Not much. But yes, Talbot's in the last year of his deal too if if he doesn't play well enough, and we'll see. I mean, I think there's signs that he's looking better than last season. Will it, will it be enough to uh, really keep the Oilers in the playoff hunt? Will he be as good or close to as good as he was two years ago? Fair questions. If, if neither guy is worth re-signing... Well, then that's going to be uh, really concerning, Mark the Tile Guy. Absolutely. However, uh, I'm not going to go down that road yet because we're so early in the season, uh, but I'm sure we will revisit that question as the season proceeds. Oilers and Capitals tomorrow. The man who called their Stanley Cup victory in the spring from the Capitals play-by-play booth, it is John Walton. John, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Uh, doing great. Always nice to be back in Edmonton, and uh, it's been a pretty good trip for the Caps so far. We actually got a chance to uh, spend a day in Whistler before coming here earlier on today. So uh, it's been a great trip so far, and uh, looking forward to seeing the Oilers tomorrow. Now, how does the play-by-play voice of the Washington Capitals spend a day in, in Whistler? Are you a skier, or are you a uh, sit-by-the-fire and read? a good book type of guy <laughs> well you know what it was neither one uh we ended up uh the television crew Joe beninati craig lachlan myself and uh alan may former oiler uh he uh our whole group we ended up doing the zip line thing yesterday so uh we went ripping down a mountain at about uh 80 or 90 kilometers per hour and 
it was a thrill the first time that any of us had ever done it. Not one of us had ever tried it before, and we all said, what the heck, let's go do it. So uh, we had a ball. Uh, we went rocketing through the mountains of the forest and everything else. And uh, Not a bad way to spend an off day uh, north of Vancouver. We had a couple of days prior to. So believe it or not, we've been on the road five days. This team's played one game. So we're ready to see some hockey here in Edmonton. Yeah, well, this sounds a little bit like the Penguins rolling in uh, last night after being in Banff for a few days. Uh, did you get to catch any of that one? <laughs> that was a fun one. Uh, the McDavid-Crosby showdown lived up to the hype. There were some guys not named McDavid and Crosby that made big plays too, but ultimately Sid got the winner. Yeah, we did see uh, the end of it at dinner last night, and uh, Sidney Crosby on a whole, whole different level at the end of that one. My goodness. Uh, yeah, that was – it looked like a pretty entertaining game, uh, an offensive one to be sure. That's probably a bit of a cautionary tale for the Caps coming in here too because uh, they haven't known the Oilers have that firepower, uh, certainly with Big David and – you know, Dreisaitl, too, uh, certainly I think has the respect of this room. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a real chance of being a pretty good one again here tomorrow night. What a week for hockey here in Edmonton. You get Crosby one night, Novetskin the next. Yes, well, it's been a quite a quite a homestand. I mean, the the, the Predators were here on, on the weekend. Uh, they, they look great, and obviously Boston was here for the home opener. Anytime you get an original six team, that's fun too. Hey, I I, I got to ask you about somebody else though that you got to know when he was a Capital, and that's Alex Chason. He had a really good game, couple of goals for the Oilers. His his first two in Edmonton colors uh, did take a puck to the ear, but he says he's going to be good to go tomorrow. Might have to modify his helmet a little bit. Look, I I know he didn't get you throughout the entire playoffs last year for the Capitals, but he obviously speaks very positively of that experience, and uh, he's been saying and doing all the right things so far as an Oiler. Yeah, and I suppose probably pretty happy for him, too, on this trip that uh, no matter what happens in the game tomorrow, he's going to be a little better off of the Caps of being here because he's got a Stanley Cup ring now. So uh, that uh, certainly is helpful, too, I would imagine, to him. Alex played his role, I thought, uh, fairly well in a bottom six role last year. Uh, you know, there just wasn't enough room for him on this roster. You've got to be able to develop guys. And Travis Boyd was kind of penciled into that role. He's getting closer to returning but hasn't played in a game yet. Uh, that's the reason why. It's, it, it, it shouldn't be read into it all while they went out and got Dimitri Ashkin and they were trying to find somebody to replace Chase on. It really wasn't like that because uh, it was going to be grow from within and then the Wilson suspension hit and then Travis Boyd got hurt and they needed to go out and find somebody. But Alex, one of the biggest goals in the playoff run in game six against Pittsburgh when the Caps ultimately vanquished the demons that had tormented them for a quarter century of playoff hockey with Pittsburgh. There was one goal scored in regulation and he scored it from Nathan Walker. It was a gigantic goal and who knows, maybe the Caps don't end up winning the cup if it wasn't for that because uh, they needed that. They got to overtime and that's when Kuznetsov did his thing. But glad to see that he had a couple of goals last night. We were watching in Whistler and uh, good for him. That's great for Alex. John Walton, Washington Capitals play-by-play voice joining us on Inside Sports. So the Caps this season, uh, wow, 7 nothing win. They've had a 6 nothing loss. They've had a 7-6 overtime loss, 4-3 overtime win, 6-5 shootout loss. Uh, you know, you hit 5 against Vegas earlier in the season, hit 5 against Vancouver on Monday. What's going on? And I know the power plays uh, at, at almost 40%, but is this just some, some looser early season hockey? Is this guy's just uh, all the chances are going in. Where are all these goals coming from, John? 
Well, the, the goals are coming from the power play. They're starting to come from other places. Uh, the only thing that's re- truly been consistent, save the New Jersey game where they lost 6 nothing, uh, has been the offense. Uh, they're the only team in the NHL. Uh, I, I didn't see the, the, the stat sheet today, but uh, they're the only team in the league that was still averaging four goals a game. Uh, that certainly wasn't hurt by their effort in Vancouver the other night. Uh, they've been inconsistent in their defensive game, but I thought the game in Vancouver was probably their best game since opening night, and it was encouraging to see that as the Canucks were coming off a big win against Boston and the Caps are a long way from home. And, and that game last year, this trip happens in October, as Oilers fans know, the Caps are here every October. And that trip last year started off terribly, and they, the Caps lost 6-2. to two. Uh, And it was not even that. It was uglier than even that might indicate. Uh, So it was a much better effort, uh, I thought, against Vancouver this time. And really 60 minutes across the board. John Carlson's on fire. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Alex Ovechkin. Nick Backstrom got the 600 assists the other night in Vancouver, too. So uh, there's a lot of weapons that are going pretty well right now. Uh, all of it on the power play, uh, every bit of power play one. T.J. Oshie finally got a goal the other night, first time in a while for him. Uh, but he started off uh, terrifically. Uh, so I, I think you've got a lot of different guys to worry about in, in the lineup for this team. And defensively is where they were really struggling, uh, by and large, for the first couple of weeks of the season, uh, maybe highlighted by that game in Pittsburgh that was just crazy and ends up 7-6. But uh, they, it's been more than that. But they were good against Vancouver the other night. I think if they want to continue to be good, they're going to have to find a way to contend with Connor McDavid tomorrow night. But uh, as long as they can do that and keep that uh, keep that foot to the floor as far as the defensive effort goes, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, you know, road team, so not quite as easy to do. But do you think there will be a forward line or D pairing matchup that they'll try to get out there against McDavid? You know, it's so difficult because with the um, you know the minutes that he's logging, I, I saw his time on ice, and you know my eyes popped out. I, I, I mean, when a guy's going to be out there for 26, 27 minutes, I think there's only so much you can do as far as line matching is concerned. But uh, I think you know that's where you know Lars Eller's line and the third line probably is going to get some of that tomorrow. I, I would anticipate Nick Backstrom line would probably get a lot of Backstrom uh, and Oshie and Stevenson would probably be the line that I would think. Uh, Stevie is defensively responsible and uh, a guy who just moved to that line to play alongside Nicky uh, and TJ and, and Backstrom depended to win a lot of draws. So uh, given his veteran status and trying to win as many faceoffs, Kuznetsov is a tremendous player, but the one thing that he's not all that great at is faceoffs. So I think you're probably looking at the Backstrom line, but I think all of them are going to see time just because he just locks so much of it out there. Yeah, well, that's, that's true for sure. It's going to be a fun one, John. Thanks for making time for us. Uh, glad you had a, a great time in Whistler. I hope Edmonton treats you well, too. Oh, it always does. I appreciate it. Thanks. Always great to have John Walton on the show out of the Washington Capitals play-by-play booth. Game coming up tomorrow at Rogers Place as the Oilers close out their four-game homestand. Tony, the teacher, says secondary scoring is a must. What about following the Penguins model? Put McDavid with two rookies like Crosby and put Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl on one line. I wouldn't mind that combination. I know we talked about this last year. And I just think you have those three players on the top two lines. And I think if two of them are on the same line, they are going to be effective together. I mean, maybe you do give McDavid the quote-unquote weakest line mates because he's the best player. And Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins wind up on the same line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that at some point this season. I don't think they're ready to go there quite yet. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Well, thank you, Mr. Riley. Toronto 4, Winnipeg 2. Eight minutes left in the third period. 12 minutes left. Islanders up 2-1 on the Panthers. Still to come, lightning at the Avalanche. Canucks take on the Golden Knights. Top of the fourth at Fenway. Red Sox up 1-0 on the Dodgers. Game 2 of the World Series. Nine and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Toronto Raptors 94, Minnesota Timberwolves 78. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Ched, is this seriously who this is on the line, Kellen Kennedy? Did you put that name incorrectly? That's correct. This doesn't seem like someone who would lower himself to be on Inside Sports, but apparently he's going to. It's the host of the ever-popular Ryan Jesperson show, Ryan Jesperson. Hi, Ryan. Well, Reed, I heard that uh, guests on the uh, Inside Sports show receive Ruth's Chris gift cards. No, no, that's the Noon to Two show. We have Northern Uh, Chicken. We're we're uh, a little more eat with your hands. Well, uh, Northern Chicken, Reed, I've been proud to pack on thousands of calories at Northern Chicken, so I accept. Good. You will get a Northern Chicken gift certificate. I may even leave it on your desk if uh, if I remember. But yes, th- thanks for the plug for 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 Northern Chicken. Yeah, we're not we're not the swanky show that has like the uh, uh, like the gift certificates inside sports. You, you eat with your hands. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fatty food, a lot of fried food, a lot of food that's great to watch sports with. You know, it, it's it's sit on the floor and just grab something out of a bucket, stuff in your mouth type food. That's what Inside Reed Sports Wilkins, has. I can tell you with God as my witness and swearing on the graves of everyone that I've ever loved that has since passed, that it is God's honest truth. When we hosted visitors from Calgary just this past weekend, we stuffed their gullets full of northern chicken that we paid for with our own money. So not only do I enjoy it, Reed, but I pay for it, and I love it. There you go. Northern Chicken is is happy now. Uh, Ryan, thanks for checking in tonight, buddy. What a game last night. That face-off violation was incredible. <laughs> Reed, that is one of the most. I mean, listen. You know, it's always disappointing to lose a game. It's it's nice to get the one point. It's great to head into overtime. But if you're ever going to lose a game, I think you want to lose it in the fashion that the Oilers lost it last night. And that is that watching. You know, watching one of the probably the top ten greatest NHLers of all time remind everybody how good he is, remind everybody that he's not yet in the twilight of his career. I mean, there were so many highlights in that game. The Oilers, you know, more than 40 shots, the back and forth, Leon Dreisaitl coming alive. But that Sidney Crosby performance in overtime was just masterful. And what a week it is for Oilers fans with Ovi coming in tomorrow night. Unreal. 
Yeah, that's going to be a good one. And their power play is almost 40% on the season. So uh, it, it could be a good uh, good game tomorrow and a lot of goals uh, if teams go do go to the man advantage. Uh, Jespo, so what is going on? Like, you... You posted something like you won MVP of a hockey tournament. Like what happened here? Well, this is okay. So that is greatly <laughs> exaggerating what actually occurred. Uh, but there's a phenomenal team in in Edmonton, the Dirty Birds, and, and a lot of people know them for their you know their regular season uh, involvement in in whatever league it is that they play in. Don't ask me the specifics. Uh, but they also every year play in a tournament that's a, a a very important fundraiser for the Nero Surgery Kids Fund at the Salary Children's Hospital Foundation. Just an unbelievable group of guys. A lot of the the the, uh, the guys that play on the team are actually Stollery dads and Stollery uncles and and really big supporters so that's how i got to know them uh i guess you know five or so years ago uh, based on their tournament from time to time they call me up as a sub to play in their league games and uh, i got called up sunday night and and just so happened to maybe have what might actually be read the game of my life and so they awarded me the player of the game honor which was uh, it's essentially like a wwe-s uh belt <laughs> And uh, I'll tell you, man, like for a guy like me, right, I grew up playing hockey on the pond, not in organized leagues. So this might have been my career highlight on Sunday night. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's, that's amazing, right? Uh, good for you, I guess. You want to uh, know that you read, you want to know the best part about winning player of the game with the Dirty Birds? What is it? Well, so they pull out a can of beer and, and the player of the game has to shotgun a can of beer <laughs> in front of the team, right? So I pull out my keys because I got to punch a hole in the can. And uh, so I, I punch the hole in the can. And then, as you know, once you do that, it's game on. You got to act quickly. So I threw my keys over my shoulder and then proceeded to slam the beer to everyone's uh, delight. The only problem is that I threw my keys over my shoulder into another guy's hockey bag. Uh, he subsequently. <laughs> went home and uh, had to return to the rink 90 minutes later uh, to let Jespo, you know, be able to get his house keys so I could head back home for the night. So that, that was probably the – it was a kick in the teeth in the funniest way, and it brought me right back down to earth. Uh, Jespo, uh, I love uh, I love your stories. Uh, your show is great, noon to two, or if that's Stoffer show, uh, nine to noon every day on 6 Yeah, Reed, you're not awake for my uh, sometimes I'm not. Show. Well, first hour, sometimes I'm not awake for it. But that's okay. I'm I'm a night hawk. My my shows are at night. It's okay, Ryan. Uh, who do you have on tomorrow? Do you know? Yeah, I've no. Uh, you know what? I'm just going on tomorrow. Actually, it's kind of a fun day. Uh, I'm actually I'm talking to you pulled over on the highway right now, Reed. I'm on my way down to Calgary. I'm going to be uh, on the media panel tomorrow for what's called the Calgary Energy Relaunch, which is put on by New West Public Affairs. So my colleague at 770 CHQR in Calgary, Danielle Smith, will simulcast province-wide tomorrow while I do that. But, uh, you know, it's always nice to be able to get out on the road and talk to Albertans about things that matter. I know you're all about that too, buddy. Jespo, see you soon. Have fun tomorrow. You got it, pal. As Ryan Jesperson checking in on Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Well, that's a heck of a story. Got a little flamboyant with his keys, threw them in another guy's hockey bag. That's like the reverse key party, <laughs> I think. Uh, it's 7.28. Uh, we got a great story coming up this week. 6.30, Chet MVP, boxer Amber Groom.
You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Tornado movie of all time? <laughs> yes. Probably top five. How many Sharknado movies are there now? Like a hundred of them. <laughs> Sharknado movies. Where do they keep finding the sharks to do all the acting? That's what I want to know. It's a weather phenomenon. They just, you know, appear out of nowhere. Like rain. Hey, in all seriousness, Kellen, we got to tell people about this. And you remember, where, did you work last year when we had the pizza party? Uh, yes. Yeah, they, and, and what happened was uh, we, we wound up doing it in the spring, but it was because of this auction. And, and I do want to encourage people to, to check it out because there are a lot of really cool things to bid on, and it's all for an awesome cause. It's the Atco Sun Christmas Charity Auction. It supports the Christmas Bureau of Edmonton, Adopt-A-Teen, and CSS Alberta. It is running until 7 p.m. on Friday, October 26th. If you follow me on Twitter, I just tweeted out a link to it. My Twitter account is just my name, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Or you can go to the website, christmascharityauction.ca, and you can check out all the things that are available. And... What we have here for Inside Sports is, if you like the show and you'd like to see the studio where Brian Hall takes his naps, bid on it. Uh, You get to sit in on an episode of Inside Sports and we give you dinner from Royal Pizza. And they have good pizza. Right now, the bid is at 160 bucks. And again, it closes at 7 o'clock on Friday. So you do have to bid online. So check my Twitter account for the link or just look for it at christmascharityauction.ca. And hey, you're not interested on on bidding to come on an episode of Inside Sports? No worries. There's a lot of other really cool stuff and experiences to to bid on. So I encourage you to check that out. It's the Atco Sun Auction, Charity Auction, in support of the Christmas Bureau of Edmonton, Adopt the Teen, and CSS Alberta. You can text 630-630, the phone number is 780-496-0063. This texture says, read on the uh, point people are making about hitting Crosby. Has anybody ever registered a hit in overtime? (laughs) That's that's a good question. Uh, That is a good question. Quick update of the scoreboard here. Maple Leafs lead the Jets 4-2. A minute and a half left in the third. Oh, hang on. Oh, that empty net shot went wide. So still 4-2. Toronto late in the third. 2-2 Panthers and Islanders with five minutes left. Lightning and Avalanche later. Canucks and Golden Knights later. The Dodgers now lead the Red Sox 2-1 in the bottom of the fourth. And in basketball, the Raptors trying to get to 5-0. Almost there, 106-99 lead with a minute 23 left in the fourth quarter. Hey, every week we have the 630 Chad MVP presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. Great story today. Pleased to be joined by boxer Amber Groom. Amber, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for making time for us tonight. Congratulations on being this 
this week's 630 Ched MVP. Of course, uh, people can go to the video page on 630Ched.com and see the story Quinn Phillips did on you from for Global Television, and, and we're going to tell your story here tonight as well. Uh, I'll start with the question about getting into boxing. What uh, what you got you into boxing? Why did you first want to put the gloves on and step into the ring? Um, so the first time I ever started boxing, I was 16 years old, um, and I just started it um, pretty much just to check it out and thought it was fun. Uh, I did that for a couple of years, and I was around other people who did compete um, at the gym, and I, I found that just super interesting, being able to um use the sport of boxing and, and bringing it into like a competitive level and winning medals and just in that whole community I really really like that idea so I decided when I was 19 to go and have my first fight um, and I loved it as soon as the, the very first time I did it I just loved it so <laughs> what did you love about it? I mean what's the saying about boxing I'm paraphrasing here like everybody thinks they can be a boxer until they get hit for the first time right so you <laughs> Obviously, was something oh, yeah, that you didn't true. mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for me, I just, you know, it was out of my comfort zone. So it was just a big personal step for myself as well. Um, the first couple years leading up to my very first fight, um, I was, I was scared of that. Like, what if I get hurt? What if, um, you know, every bad scenario in that right and so initially it was just getting out of my comfort zone um doing something that i'm not used to uh once i did it um just the the feeling inside being able like i accomplished something um the well adrenaline rush that you get from you know stepping into the ring too in front of a big audience and um like that that too i just really really enjoyed um yeah. Um, were, were you <laughs> were you into a lot of sports? You know, before you got into boxing. You know, whether you played high school, junior high, anything you know, was athletics always part of your life. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. I did play basketball for a year back in uh, junior high school, but that was it. So it wasn't. I didn't get into any sports or um, like. Yeah, sports or anything until my later years. Okay, interesting. I was active as a child, but I wasn't like competitive into any sports. Okay, well, you geez, you dove right in, going straight into boxing. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, Amber Groom joining us tonight on Inside Sports. She's the six thirty Ched MVP for this week. You know, Amber, your story and your battles obviously extend uh, outside the ring, and I, and I appreciate that that obviously you're willing to talk about that because um, you, you've had some challenges. Can you give us a little bit uh, of, of, of a sense of uh, some of the addictions that, that you have battled here and how you've been able to work through that? Yes. Uh, so um, I struggled with the addiction of uh, with alcohol and drugs. Um, growing up as a teenager, that was kind of always around in my life as well. Um, just hung out with friends like to drink and stuff um but when i got older it affected me hugely um uh when i was 25 years old i guess that's when i like uh i made the addiction um like my number one priority which 
at the same time, I was trying to, you know, do boxing too. And I also had a dream. I had a goal to, you know, be, become a champion and, and create a life um, as a champion or being, like, involved in boxing. But I had this underlining addiction too that I was you know, holding it up there too, but not really telling anybody about it at that time um, until one, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's not one day. I mean, it pr- progressed to that time, but um, just one, uh, a few months of my life, it just, it, everything kind of just spir- spiraled down at that time. And that was when I was 25 years old. So shortly after that, um, I guess it was a few years after that I I ended up going to an addiction um, recovery center to get help with that. And, yeah, I've been working on my recovery ever since. So, Well, Amber, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing what mm-hmm. you went through. And, I mean, you're, uh, I mean, I, I got to mention here, you were, you were a Canadian national champion boxer within five years of starting boxing. So you're at the highest level in the country. Um, you know, yet, as you said, you were, you were doing things to your body that, 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 weren't, that weren't that healthy. How, how, did you, how did you achieve so much in boxing while uh, obviously having some, some habits at the time that, that weren't conducive uh, to, to being a high-level athlete? How, how did you pull that off? I don't even know how I did. <laughs> Looking back now, I don't. But out um, is just the dream um, that I have in boxing and uh, be, becoming a champion. It was um, it was really big. So you know, like I I was very motivated and I pushed myself all the time because that's what I knew what I wanted. Um, but then at the same time, I'd also struggle with the addiction. So um, it came. I was only able to do so much where I could do both, um, which, you know, it did bring me up to, um, like, the national level. But on the same hand, I I couldn't get further than that, right? Like, worlds I've never gone to. I couldn't get past that, that national level because I was struggling with other stuff going on in my life, too. So... Well, Amber, good for you for, for working through this and continuing to to excel. Could could you introduce our audience here to to Delilah? What can you tell us? <laughs> Delilah, she's my daughter. Um, she's five years old right now, and she's she's just a blessing. I love her very very much. She's uh, yeah, she's helped me through a lot. Um, it was she's my my main purpose why I went and went to a, um, a recovery center um, at the time when my like addiction was too much to handle and it was taking over everything. Um, I ended up losing her. Um, I had social services involved in all this and uh, I was not able to be the mom that I could to her so in the beginning I I did it for her um, and, and then eventually I did it for myself as well so D- yeah. does, does she understand what mommy is doing when she has to put on these gloves and these shorts and, and punch other people <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so <laughs> she she does like it she cheers me on 
she loves watching me um, compete and when I'm in a fight. And then, and she always cheers me on. She's like, come on, mom, go, go, go. <laughs> and at the gym, too, she does sit there, too, and, uh, and watches me spar. And, yeah, she does really like it. Awesome. She wants, she wants me to teach her someday. She's, she's into dance, too, right now, so that's her thing. She loves dancing, but when we go to the gym, um, I shadow box in the ring while she dances around me. And, yeah, she just she does love it. <laughs> so I, I, I know you, you would love to be in the ring at the Summer Olympics in 2020 in Tokyo. What has to happen between now and then for that dream to be a reality? to happen well the nationals are coming up again um next year uh in the beginning of next year so that i will have to win gold and become a member of the canadian team and then it would be the world's and so on and so on and yeah it's coming close coming fast i mean (laughs) okay so i just have to i have to push myself and you know win everything right Right, for sure. Well, Amber, thanks for sharing your story. I, I hope we can keep in touch and uh, all the best here moving along. And, and thank you so much for sharing your story tonight on Inside Sports. Awesome, thank you. That is Amber Groom, and that is quite a story. One of the best female boxers in the country. She opens up there about some addiction issues that she has battled in her life and her love for her daughter, Delilah, who gets in the ring and shadow boxes. That's pretty cool. The 630 Chet MVP presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. Amber was also featured on Global News Tuesday. The video can be found in the MVP section of 630Ched.com, and uh, she gets Under Armour apparel courtesy Elite Promotional Marketing. You can nominate someone by looking under the local tab on 630Ched.com. You can also fire me an email inside sports at 630Ched.com, whether you have an MVP suggestion uh, or just a story idea. Always happy to have you pass it along. Really appreciate it. Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Ched. We'll take a final look at the scoreboard when we get back. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Ched. Wow, two Def Leppard intros in one show, Kellen. Did you do something bad and you're trying to make it up to me? No. <laughs> you sounded guilty just saying no. <laughs> Shifty-eyed, no? <laughs> you, you shifty-eyed little scoundrel, Kellen. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 7.52 Inside Sports on 6.30. Chet. By the way, what was the uh, the WWE news there, Kellen, about Roman Reigns? Oh, on Monday. Yeah, yeah. what's going on there? Uh, he has leukemia. How bad? Is it pretty bad? Uh, it's well, I guess a, there's not a good leukemia, but you know what I mean. It's a reoccurrence. Uh, he had it, I guess... Um, at the point before he started wrestling, uh, back when his football career was um, uh, wrapping up and that stuff, uh, not sure if he had it while he was in Edmonton when he was playing with the Eskimos or not. But uh, he uh, or, or he beat it, and then uh, it's come back uh, about 11 years after the fact. Oh wow! And he's the reigning universal champion. champion. Yeah, the universal champion. Yeah. So that's even bigger than being the uni- the world champion. Yeah. Well, WWE likes to make it that way. But, yeah, it's still huge news. It's one of their top stars that's not going to well, be absolutely. available for some time, obviously. And, of course, right. you know, sending thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. Well, that's a serious issue. So thanks, thanks for absolutely. updating that. Now, yeah. uh, as an aside, you have to explain this to me. Mm. 
they have a universal champ. Why don't they just have a world champion? It's strange. Uh, <laughs> this is... Even you admit that. It must be strange. Well, there's some things that WWE does that is pretty strange. But, uh, yeah. So, for years, we've always had the WWE champion. you got to do this as concisely as possible. Okay. <laughs> WWE champion always was the big guy, you know, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, that stuff. They split both shows uh, with different rosters now. So Raw has its own roster. SmackDown Live, which runs Tuesdays, has its own roster. WWE title is uh, competed on Tuesday. The Universal title was brand new as of two years ago. That's the Raw world champion. So it's like they have the American League and the National League. Correct. And do they do the two winners play each other for another championship? Sometimes. Oh, interesting. Well, honestly, it's not that interesting. <laughs> I had to catch myself there. I sounded way too enthusiastic. Well, thanks for the update. Hey, I tried my best. I right? don't really know why they don't just have wrestling and have a champion. It used to be that well, way. Well, I guess boxing has all these belts, too. And boxing's not... Um, Staged. Trust me, us you, hardcore wrestling fans would love for it just to be wrestling one champion. What do they? Uh, what do, What do they call it? Inter uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. So what do they call it? Athletic entertainment. What's the phrase they use? Yeah, they athletic call it entertainment. Yeah. What do they call it? Sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. Sports is entertainment. Because yeah. you do have to be incredibly athletic, obviously, to be a professional wrestler, or so I've been told. This portion of Inside Sports brought to you by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or FurnaceFamily.com. Has there ever been a wrestler called the Furnace? Ooh. That'd be like a big dude. Yeah, he could come out like, uh, like in a costume that looked like flames and stuff. And his finishing move would be, uh, I don't know, the thermostat? <laughs> He's got him in a thermostat! This one's over! The Panthers beat the Islanders 3-2 in overtime. Hoffman gets the winner. Maple Leafs knock off the Jets 4-2. Lightning and Avalanche scoreless early in the first. Vancouver and Vegas about to get going. In the fifth, the Dodgers lead the Red Sox 2-1. The Raptors are 5-0, 1-12-105 over Minnesota. Leonard, 35 points tonight. 15 for 23 shooting from the floor. And uh, he adds five rebounds as well. So he's off to a great start for the Raptors. Thanks to our guests tonight, you heard from Jack Michaels, John Walton, Ryan Jesperson, and Amber Groom, who's this week's 6.30 Chet MVP. Thanks to everybody who called and texted as well. Tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show, game at 7. Oilers entertain the Washington Capitals. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.